0: You're heavily into understanding what candidates want in the marketplace. So let's talk about like, you know, what are the things that make recruiting easy? You know, from a candidate's perspective, like what does the marketplace want?
1: That's a great question. My team, we do a lot of market intel, Ryan, as far mm-hmm. as identifying what are the must-haves for these candidates and clients? Like what's going to make them match up with the best quality candidate? Obviously, the first thing that comes up is compensation. Yeah. Is, is their experience, skill you know, to aligned with what the client is looking for based off our meeting with the client, their job description, their culture, uh, just really identifying their must-haves in the role. We do a full intake with all of our clients as far as identifying those must-haves, what their perks, what the culture's like, identifying the benefits, what's going to be really attractive about selling this position mm-hmm. to our network, to the, to these candidates we find. So we got to be in line with compensation. A lot of candidates still come up as far as what's the work schedule like, what's the flexibility, or um, are, are you offering a remote work schedule? Mm-hmm. Is it high hybrid, are you fully in office? We're seeing a good mix of like a lot of candidates they like to fully go in now. We, we still get a lot of that wall remote, but also want, want the hybrid schedule. So really identifying that. What type of growth opportunity do you offer? Is there ongoing training? Is there ongoing resources to be able to, to grow within the company? They want to know what's that next step. If there isn't a defined next step in the role, a lot of candidates are a little bit hesitant in moving forward with the position. So we like to ask clients, is that something you can provide? Do you offer any, not just additional training, but education reimbursement, tuition reimbursement? And then we kind of go into the work Culture? Do you have good reviews? Do you do people enjoy working here? Why? I'll tell you this. One thing when we present an opportunity to candidates trying their first thing they're doing is they're jumping on glass door. They're looking at. Yes. Google reviews on the on, yes. the on the client. And so if a client has a bad review or something comes up, we have to be able to speak to that as to why, be able to sell that opportunity to the candidate. So, you know, finding what some of the perks are with the culture, like candidates are really drawn to fully stocked kitchens, lunches during the week, maybe gym passes, on-site gyms, just kind of a company like team events. Yeah, know? unique stuff. Like team yeah. outings. Yeah, unique stuff like that. You know, one thing that's big that I've seen lately is head insurance. People are like big on head insurance, like you guys, Offer that because they take their pets to the bed a
0: lot. Oh wow! So like, you know, <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like that—that's so, that was like a big thing that came up. So what other? Say, uh, sorry,
0: pet insurance. Pet insurance. <laughs> 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 right? Yeah, that's the first I've ever heard that one. That's hilarious. So wow.
1: Come up. Just other programs that you that you hear about. Four hundred and one kl five stand. All vision. You know things like that. So yeah, we have to really when we sell an opportunity, we need to get all that information from clients. But those are for a lot of the things that come up, I would say compensation, work schedule, and then just those benefits that really attract the role.
0: Yeah, love it, love it. Awesome stuff here that I want to recap. And, and for some context for you guys watching, as a reminder, like Frankie, you know, he they place you know salary type positions, right? So if they have like a high level senior account executive position, as an example, that they're placing, and it's a whatever seventy five hundred K salary plus commission or something like that, uh, and that's what the company is investing into for this role, as well as paying. Frankie and their team to place the candidate, right? They got to be better at choosing the right people and like going through the full cycle recruiting process and ideally hiring the right person to eliminate as much attrition as possible because they're investing so many resources into the candidate, a little bit different than the, you know, the SRU model where it's commission-based and there's not always a big cash investment on the front end into the, the opportunity, but there is a time investment from a training and management perspective. And so the reason I explain that is remember when we go through these things, you don't need to have all these things to successfully build your sales team. But what it should point out to you is that if candidates are investing their careers with us, which is pretty much one third of their life, we should as employers do the best that we can to provide the best opportunity that we possibly can, right? And so a lot of these things you guys will never do. But what you should think about is like, hey, what's the next step in our organization improving the opportunity, right? Has our revenue increased a couple million bucks? And can we afford training pay in our commission-based sales opportunity? Or can we invest into leads? Or now can we, you know, confidently invest into benefits after nine? 90 days, right? All these little things can help both the recruiting process be easier for you and then as well as the retention process and getting people through their ramp up. But there's a lot that he pointed out here. So first thing is, is compensation, right? Obvious one, you know, people got to be paid well. The way that I've looked at this, you know, I've just looked at our company. <clears throat> we have next week, we'll have 50 plus people. We've had three or four people in five years quit and uh, there's two reasons I can boil it down to two reasons why people haven't quit working for sales recruiting university. Obviously there's been more people that have been let go, but people that have actually left the company. The reason it's only been three or four is because we pay above average, we pay people the best that we possibly can. So when they look at other similar opportunities, and this always can't be done in every type of model, but in comparison to other opportunities, we pay 20 to 25%, you know, above average, again, that's not doable in every type of opportunity. But at a high level, you want to think about like, how can I be highly competitive from a compensation perspective? So that's not something that our team is looking for elsewhere, right? We want them to be like, man, I'm compensated. Well, here, the second thing is, is is job experience, right? If we can pay people really well, and put them in a position, to make more money than they've ever had historically and put them in a place where they've had the best job experience they've ever had, that's going to give us a really good opportunity to retain that person long-term. Some of the things that he went over was work schedule, remote and flexibility. A lot of the you know people watching this video or listening to the podcast, you have you know face-to-face localized sales teams that you're building. And so when it comes to like remote, that doesn't really make sense to you. But at a high level, the marketplace, they are more interested in remote opportunities for you remote companies out there. Or if you even have an opportunity to transition some, Some part of your sales process to remote. Just to note that we've seen over the last couple of years, it is incredibly more easy to recruit into remote opportunities. Not only because, from a candidate's perspective, they, you know, a lot of the times they like it more, which is what Frankie was saying, but also from an advertisement perspective, right? You get five to 10 times the amount of candidate leads in your recruiting process versus just, you know, if I post an outside sales representative ad in Salt Lake City versus remote, you know, the remote one's going to get five to 10 times the amount of candidate leads, which is naturally going to allow me to hit my recruiting goals much more easily. So, something to think about. You know, In terms of work schedule, remote flexibility, obviously you, you got to manage people, but the more that we can improve their job experience, the more likely they're going to like their job and stay with us. Another thing that he mentioned is growth opportunity, learning, advancement opportunity, ongoing training. If people are not continuing to get developed at their job, they'll get bored, right? From a leadership perspective, we want to continue to provide them value so that positively impacts their job and the results within their job. And people naturally like to learn too. That's exciting and something new within their opportunity. So So if people are not constantly learning and improving at their job, they're missing that value and they're even more likely to follow up. He mentioned advancement opportunity as well. He said, if people don't understand what the next step is, that's not a good thing. If you, you know, ask probably have better information on this, but pretty much, you know, I'd say the top two, you know, one of the top two things that candidates say to us when they think about like, you know, the right opportunity is they want advancement opportunity. Now, candidates, they may not be the type of person that puts in the work to get the advancement, but at least, you know, in their mind, that's like one of the things that they care about. So the more clear that you can get within the advancement opportunity, do A, B, and C, and it results into X, Y, and Z in this path into leadership or whatever the job role is, the more objective that is both in your hiring and your team management process, the better that you're going to retain people.